Attention. Attention in detail. Listen up and lead well. You're a VIP, giving you what you need to succeed. Be best you be in your own company. Attention detail one by one, step by step to get the job done. Pops are gonna break it down to you. I ask questions, get the show started further. Attention detail. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Attention to Detail with Attention. Eric Bird. Moving your brand forward as artists, leaders, and influencers. I'm your host, Jason Bird. Attention. This show is sponsored by VIP Consulting, Leadership Done Well. VIP trains leaders in the skills they'll need to take their organization to the next level. Vision casting, conflict resolution, staff and volunteer management, and more. VIP Consulting helps clients create an action plan and works alongside you to execute it. Experience what faith-based institutions, individuals, and organizations have come to learn. VIP Consulting gives you the VIP treatment. Go to ericbird.com for more information. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attention to Detail with Eric Bird. Uh, I am not Jason Bird, my lovely co-host. He is off uh, changing the world, uh, doing whatever it is that he does. He's a teenager and, you know, he goes into his room, the door's locked, and then he's in there and and then he's on his phone. So he does all kinds, I don't know what he does, you know, he, then he gets on his Xbox and then, anyway, y'all pray for the 17-year-old, I don't know what that brother's doing. Anyway, but I'm Eric Bird, happy to be with you for another episode, as I said, of Attention to Detail. Attention. Today, I thought I would do, for the next couple of episodes, I thought we would, uh, we would uh, bring you sort of behind the veil, kind of, um, let's see, look, what is that thing, the curtain, like in Oz or something, uh, and go see the wizard. I had the great fortune, and you've been listening to this podcast, we thank you for all the people that have been checking us out, we are seeing some very high numbers, and so we appreciate you. Please go to Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, um, rank us, like us. Say that you want to hear more content that actually helps people find us, and that's really great for us. But I had the great opportunity to speak at the Church Facilities Conference and Expo, CFX. Uh, It was all virtual this year. Next year, they're going to, uh, hopefully the world will be back open. And uh, next year, they're going to try to um, do their conference in Dallas, Texas. Love Dallas. I used to really like their football team lately. I don't know what to say about that, but I'm also a Kennedy conspiracy guy, so that I'm really interested in. In any event, uh, uh, CFX conference is going to be taking place in Dallas, but uh, it's happening right now, virtually. So you can go to churchfacilitiesexpo.com, and you can still get all of the great sessions that they've had uh, online, on demand. You can watch it whenever you want, so you don't have Zoom overload or a Zoom hangover. And I was able to do a talk on diversity training for white churches, diversity training for white churches. So this presentation that I did uh, will provide action steps and suggestions, ideas on how to move your church toward looking like the body of Christ, because we all know that the body, uh, there is no black or white or brown or red in uh, the body of Christ. We're all a part of his family. But God also created us all to celebrate and appreciate our diversity. So I thought maybe I'd bring you behind the the veil, let you see what VIP consulting is like in action. 
when we do uh, our consulting stuff and when we do speeches. So here is part one of my talk at the Church Facilities Conference. Now, I did this from my office, but this is part one of my conversation at the CFX Conference 2020, Diversity Training for White Churches. I hope you enjoy. Father God, uh, before we come to you with anything else, we first of all just want to say thank you. We thank you for another day. We thank you for another opportunity to be in your presence, Father God. So we just take a moment to breathe you in and out and just acknowledge you as being God. We thank you for being God Almighty. You are above all the things of this world. And so we thank you for just being God, Father. Uh, we thank you for an opportunity to be able to uh, work on the kingdom, do some kingdom building. We thank you for technology and for the individuals that have the innovation to be able to bring uh, all these different pieces of content and information together so that we can use them for your good. Uh, we thank you for all of those that made this um, a part of their schedule. Um, we know that we live in a time where everybody is busy and people are running around, especially first day of the week. And so we thank you for having um, for having those talented individuals uh, in our lives that bring us together in such a creative way. Father God, bless this time that we have together. Uh, bless the information. Uh, may the words that come out of my mouth uh, be respectful and may they honor you. Um, they will probably push some buttons. And so we ask you to just... Um, uh, create an atmosphere. We ask your Holy Spirit to create an atmosphere of comfort and safety so that way we can talk open and honestly and earnestly about something that is uh, super important. And we'll make sure that we give you the honor and praise for it all. In Jesus' name we pray and thank you. Amen. So hello again, everybody. My name is Eric Bird. Um, I have recently been moved to a full-time position at FCOB, which is Frederick Church of the Brethren. Uh, FCOB is located uh, really in downtown Frederick. And if I, there's a window over there, so I won't try to point the screen toward the window because with my luck, I'll knock something off the thing and then we'll, I'll have to call Stephanie and say, I just broke everything, so I won't do that. Anyway, but right over my shoulder is... Um, uh, uh, downtown Frederick, Maryland. So Frederick, Maryland is about 30 miles northwest, maybe 35 miles northwest of Baltimore, Maryland. Go Ravens. And uh, right over there is downtown Frederick, uh, which is a pretty diverse little small city. Um, there are a couple of high schools real close to our physical location. And so as all this relates to diversity training, uh, this is something that I have done in my past, that I have thought about, that I have talked to colleagues about. So I feel pretty pretty comfortable uh, bringing this information to you today um, because I happen to be working full-time at a church where um, you know we'll be addressing these issues as we move on. Uh, let's see. Um, yes, I want to make you also, uh, uh, make sure that you guys also know that, uh, you can email me at any time and it's just my name. I was going to give you the church email address, but I just thought that maybe my personal email address would be a little bit easier to remember. So that's just Eric at ericbird.com. Just make sure you spell a brother's name, right? That's B Y R D, even though it sounds like the animal. All right. So I can speak to you guys not only professionally, but also ministerially and also 
personally. So um, this is the personal part. Okay, I'll click the arrow. There we go. There we go. This is my family. This is my wonderful family. And so uh, let's see, going around the circle, left to right. I don't know if you guys can catch my mouse, but that's my 14-year-old. That's William. Uh, Will Bird is a wonderful guitar player. So uh, he's in a rock band now, and he played Panama by Van Halen yesterday at his little gig because he... Um, uh, he was paying tribute to Eddie Van Halen, who he just lost. So he's my rock and roller. He's my guitar player. That is my lovely wife. Um, her name is Leslie. Uh, although uh, for 21 years of our marriage, I have called her Goldie, um, which is kind of a funny story. I can tell you that offline at some point, but I call her Goldie. Um, she is a wonderful, uh, super smart, super well motivated, personally motivated uh, blonde so that's my politically correct way of saying that if you cannot tell, she's white. So not only do we have to navigate diversity in our world, we have to navigate diversity in our personal life. And it gives me what I think somewhat of a unique perspective. And I think she has kind of, kind of a unique perspective as well. Uh, in the middle is Lil' Q, Quentin. Um, he's my 12-year-old. He is... A million miles an hour all in different directions all at the same time uh he his claim to fame is that whatever lebron james does that's where he wants to go so he's not a laker fan he's a lebron fan so that's his thing and then right over my gray head is my kid uh jason bird 17 he's still my baby and now he bought himself a car and he's driving himself to work and he's doing all kinds of stuff so we have a multicultural family we have spent our entire family tenure attending churches, and I've been on staff at different churches and all that stuff. And I'm probably a lot like most of you where we have gone to black churches, we've gone to white churches. There aren't a lot of churches we've attended where there's a true diversity, um, you know, where the numbers are mixed super well. Um, and so that brings its own set of issues you know that there's different sets of music different styles of mu uh, different styles of worship experiences um you know different staff uh arrangements and so i think you kind of understand where i'm going with all of that so moving on i also want to give a shout out to my consulting uh page um i started something i graduated in 2016 with a master's in leadership a master's in ministry degree, a leadership studies to be specific. And so I started this consulting firm, which is uh, VIP Consulting, Leadership Done Well, where we do everything from vision casting, conflict resolution, staff and volunteer management, creating standards across different ministries. Um, that's what I've been doing ever since I've had that degree in 2016. Uh, and then along with that is we just recently launched our podcast. So our pad, our podcast, with which, uh, in fact, in September, we had Miss Stephanie on as a interview. Um, it's usually hosted by my brilliantly uh, lovable son, Mr. Cutie Pants. I call him Jason Bird as our co-host. But we just basically do about a 20-minute podcast every reach on different details. So 
um, different details that you can use to just try to advance your brand forward as artists, leaders, influencers. Um, the content largely revolves around church work and ministry work. But as you know, um, church work and leadership principles revolves around, um, you know, it's universal rather. It's universal kind of stuff. It's not just for the church. So there's that idea. All right. Got all the homework stuff out of the way. And so now let's just jump right on in. Let's jump right on in. Want to give you a disclaimer right off the dribble. Want to give you a disclaimer right off the dribble. I will be intentionally using provocative language to try to push buttons. So I am trying intentionally to try to push buttons because I'm a firm believer that you do not grow um, in a comfort zone. You have to be able to grow and feel uncomfortable at the same time. So I don't want to do church as usual. I don't want to have conversation as usual in this regard. I'm going to try to uh, be provocative intentionally in my language, okay? Now, as a result of that, you may very well feel uncomfortable. I may bring up something for you that may make you go, you know, my knee-jerk reaction is to respond. Uh, I'm going to encourage you to fight the urge to respond right away. Reason why is, is because a lot of times, uh, you know, my mama, God bless her soul, she's not with me anymore, but my mama used to say, you know, the truth hurts. And we all know from the Bible that the truth will set you free. So sometimes the truth hurts. And so if you immediately go to defend or to, um, you know, raise an argument to try to discount something that I just said, you know, you may miss the truth that's in that bitter pill or in that medicine. So I'm going to encourage you to try to sit in it. Try to just sit in it. Don't, you know, even if it's to disagree later, <clears throat> excuse me, even if it's to disagree with me later and you send me an email a week later and you say, I want to push back on something that you said. That's fine. We can have a robust conversation. I'm certainly not an expert on this kind of stuff. I'm just a voice. Um, I would like to think that I'm a educated voice um, because of some of my unique um, uh, circumstances that I've been able to engage in, for lack of a better way of putting it. But just sit in it. Don't make a decision to disregard. Um, I encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal if there's some if there's some truth to what I'm saying, if there's something that you need to learn. Also, today's discussion will revolve around what I call the black and white tension. Um, you would have to be, I guess, living under the proverbial rock to not be aware that we are still dealing with this black and white tension. Now, that's not to say that diversity in your context or in your church experience or in your corner of the globe um, may be beyond black and white. Your, you, may define, you may define diversity as, um, as uh, you know, a different cultural base or even people with physical or emotional or mental um, limitations or challenges. 
Um, we have here at our church, and I think I've been trying to do some research on this. You know, we might be the only church in the area that has a deaf fellowship. A deaf, we do a deaf worship experience every Sunday in our church. Um, that's certainly a, di- uh, a diverse point of view. Um, but this discussion is going to revolve around uh, the tension that still exists between black and white. I think that we as a country, as a nation, as a people, however you wanted to fill in that gap, um, we need to start looking at um, the racial dispar- disparities that we have, not only um, in the past, but also as a system, as a living, living, breathing organism. Um, some of the things that I've been reading lately, and of course, some of the things that have come up because of the George Floyd, the Breonna Taylor, the Armand Arbery uh, situation has been that I, I kind of talk to my kids about how racism is kind of like um, that movie Venom. It's the symbiote that it kind of takes the form of something and then takes over. And then um, as soon as you come up with a solution to try to solve it, it kind of morphs and turns into something else. So I think I've beaten that horse enough. This conversation is going to revolve around the black and white tension. Okay. And the goal for your church does not have to be diversity. So the goal of this conversation is not here are the steps you need to make to get more black folk to come to your white church. That's not the objective for this conversation. The objective of this conversation is how how can someone of a different culture, how can somebody black come to your white church and feel comfortable and be made to feel welcome? Um, Your church has a high degree of cultural intelligence so that way their takeaway from their church experience if they were to go to your church would be I'm comfortable there. No, there may not ever be a significant amount of faces that look like mine, but I would have no problem attending a church in that experience. That's the goal of this conversation because those are two different things. And we're going to get into that. The, um, there are two different things. Uh, having a diverse church looks different than having a church that is open to diversity. Okay. So hopefully um, I, I've made that point. And uh, we can keep it moving there, okay? Hopefully, you'll also, you'll be able to navigate the chat button, chat room that's in your lower right-hand side. At least it's on the lower right-hand side of mine. If you have any questions, um, I will try to respond to them as they come up. Or you can hold your questions to the end. Um, you know, whatever's comfortable for you. I am here for you. So whatever you're comfortable with, I'm good with, all right? Uh, let me see. Hit this button. Whammo. Whammo. And there he is. I always try to, uh, every time I give a speech, every time I give a talk, every time I'm blessed enough to be able to, um, talk to people about any kind of content that I do for VIP or just me personally, I always want to start it off with the biblical theological support for what I'm talking about. Um, so Galatians 3, uh, great verse, there's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither slave nor free, there's no male and female, for all, for, for you are all one in Christ Jesus, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. In Colossians, we find that again, a similar statement there, here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, 
uh, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Okay. And of course, all of them, you know, people that have never been to church in their entire life have heard uh, the Good Samaritan story, philanthropic aid being given to what I'm calling, quote, an other. So helping out someone who is not like us. So yes, God says that we are all one in Christ, but I don't want you guys to get that twisted as some may. Um, that is not to deny our diversities. So yes, we are all one in Christ and Christ can be in all of us. Christ is in all of us, but that does not mean that we don't serve a God that uh, celebrates diversity. All right. Hopefully I can get a witness out there. Um, there is a tremendous amount of diversity in nature. There's a tremendous amount of diversity in the animal kingdom. So I'm thinking that if God wanted us all to be the same, um, he would have made us all the same. And he did not. So celebrate the diversity in the areas where you serve in your churches. Celebrate that. Now, again, does not mean that tomorrow you're going to have you know, you're going to flip the script and you're going to have this large African-American church and that's going to prove to the world that you're diverse. That's not the goal of this conversation, but it's just so that um, you can celebrate people's diversity without, um, without assimilation. And we'll get to that in a moment. Um, here's the first slide that may make you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> here's my disclaimer. Please, people, please don't, don't, don't do this. Don't do this. Um, don't be one of those people that say, you know, God creates us all the same and I just don't see color. I just see a, you know, I was having this conversation with a woman and, uh, you know, she was like tearing up. She was so emotional about what she was saying because it was so incredibly sensitive for her. And she was saying, I just don't see I just don't see color. You know, I don't see you as my black brother, Eric. You know, I see you just as a child of God. I just see you as, I just see you as my brother in Christ or whatever. Okay. Um, that's actually, while, you know, she means well, um, she meant well, um, that's actually devaluing people of color. Um, you, we shouldn't have to be invisible for you to value, acknowledge, or even love us. So don't like hang your hat on the fact that you don't see black people as being black and that means that you're racially evolved or whatever. It actually kind of works against you. Um, it actually kind of shows a little bit of a myopic kind of point of view. Um, see me as black, I am black. I wouldn't want to be anything else. Um, I love my wife. I don't want her to be anything other than white for me to love her more. Um, acknowledge those shortcomings if you have that in your spirit, if you've had that in conversations with people, you know, acknowledge that in yourself and try to, you know, flip the script, as um, young people would say. Another thing that I would encourage you to kind of stay away from. Please don't say, you know, I've heard a lot of well-meaning white people say, well, the only thing that can save us or the only thing that can heal our land or the only thing that can solve racism is Jesus. I can't help but say that. And I almost want to go into like a Southern thing, like a Southern kind of a 
I don't know, like evangelist. Like the only thing that can save us, that can solve racism is Jesus, my brothers and sisters. Yeah, that, you know, that statement, that kind of absolves us from having any accountability or power, right? <laughs> so that's not like a super great thing to say to people in, of color because it, it just, it means that, well, there's nothing I can do. You know, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do to make the world less racist. There's no place I can go. There's no place that I can, um, there's no place where I have influence. I can't talk to my kids or my my spouse about it. There's I can't go back to my churches to talk about it. We're just stuck. So the only thing we can do since we're stuck is that we just have to pray. Well, um, I would encourage us all to pray. I would also encourage us all to be committed to action. Um, you can do two things at the same time. It always blows me away. It always blows me away about how people um, use spiritual terms and make these grandiose spiritual statements about like all we need to do is pray as if prayer without action like have to be married to one another. Like you can actually act. How about that? You can actually do stuff and you can actually pray. I know it's crazy, right? Like that's a crazy, that's just crazy talk. Crazy people talking. But you can actually put action to prayer. Like I can pray for something and I can actually act in that same spirit. So, you know, what other statements have you heard that are polite, well-meaning, super nice, uh, made feel good, but may not be diversity affirming? I'd love to hear what that is if you want to chat that out to me either at the end or now. But please don't uh, make a habit of making those statements, please. Those statements are very off-putting for communities of color. Thanks, Dad, and thank you for listening to Attention to Detail. We'll be uploading new podcasts every week, usually on Mondays, and you should be able to find us wherever you get your podcasts. Write a review and like us. You can also follow our sponsor, VIP Consulting, at ericbird.com. Go to ericbird.com and sign up for a free gift. Just our way of thanking you for supporting VIP Consulting and this podcast. Show notes can be found at ericbird.com slash blog, where you can also follow the show on the VIP Consulting Twitter and Facebook pages. So next week will be part two of our conversation uh, with Eric Bird representing VIP Consulting at the CFX conference, talking about diversity training for white churches. Next week will be part two. We look forward to seeing you there. Check out ericbird.com and sign up to get your free gift. Attention. Attention.